Hello and welcome to Dairy Pod. I'm John Penry from Dairy Australia. In this episode, Jane Woolacott, Dairy Australia's Regional Extension Officer in New South Wales, discusses the latest developments in heifer genomics with Peter Williams, an Extension Officer with DataGene. For those new to genomic testing or for those who have already embraced it as a critical part of their farming strategy, this discussion covers the benefits of having access to genetic data and how new herd ranking and index tools are providing even more opportunities to help farmers make well-informed decisions. The conversation explores developments in new data reporting and how this can assist making valuable animal selection decisions based on desired animal traits which support long-term herd management to improve profitability. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Dairy Pod. I'm Jane Woolacott, Regional Extension Officer in Dairy New South Wales, and I'm joined today by Peter Williams, an Extension Officer from DataGene. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Jane, and thanks for the invitation to speak with you today. On this episode, we're going to discuss some of the new innovations in heifer genomics. Now, this is not the first DairyPod episode with a focus on genomics. Back in 2021, we spoke with some industry experts in the field and also farmers who were already using hepagenomics to improve the profitability of their herds. But their technologies available and their uptake by farmers is evolving rapidly. So today, we're going to hear about the latest updates. But first, Peter, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in the dairy industry? Thanks, Joan. Yes, I've been involved uh, with the dairy industry for quite a number of years, the last 12 with DataGene as Extension Officer. Um, DataGene is our, our organisation that involves national genetic evaluation for bulls and cows. And before that, um, had an extensive career in artificial breeding, so working for uh, AI companies, bull companies, as well as working with farmers with their on-farm um, breeding programs. Thanks, Peter. So I guess during my 20 years as a veterinary scientist, I've been following genomics a little bit, and I can see it is going to play more of an integral role in our animal plant management, in our dairy systems, but it's also going to play more of a role in our everyday life, in human health and antibiotic resistance and disease prevention. So I think having good literacy and understanding about what genomics means and how it's touching all of our lives is something that's going to be really important. So, Peter, I think first question, what is genomics? And what's been happening in this field in the past few years for the dairy industry? Uh, genomics has, has probably been our greatest breakthrough uh, in not only dairy industry, but breeding right across the board, both animal as well as human. Uh, it's, it's the study of genes itself. So uh, up until um, the last probably eight years, We've looked at the results of genes. So animals, or, or you know, have have a particular package of genes that they get from their mum, their sire, and dam. We've looked at the results of those genes, where we actually see, you know, animals produce more milk, more butter fat. Uh, they look differently. Um, but what we've been able to do with genomics is to drill down and actually look at the genes that cause those differences. And uh, that's been a huge breakthrough that we can now look at the genes that an animal has or doesn't have, and we can see and make a prediction based on what we see with those genes. I see. And so up until this point, how are farmers mostly using that genomic testing? 
uh, genomic testing was first introduced in 2012. Um, most farmers, their first introduction would have been through using genomic tested bulls. So the AI industry um, started using genomics back around 2009 and um, the first bulls were selected that way. Uh, and then farmers would have been um, exposed or started using genomics through their bulls, bull selection. So it's only been in the last probably five years that we've actually uh, focused more on uh, um, the female side, the cow side. So they're now mostly using it in their heifers, I believe. Yes, yes. So the 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 introduction of genomics uh, was at that top end, uh, the bull end. We, we've now got it to the point where exactly the same test can now be brought down to uh, females uh, and at a very cost-effective uh, rate. So it's it's a fantastic tool for farmers to use to actually um, assess and rank their females. Fantastic. Thanks, Peter. Now, I know that a lot of farmers uh, with Holsteins and a lot of farmers with jerseys have been using genomic testing for quite a while, but I've been hearing a lot of talk about some new advances in the red breeds and how they're assessed genomically. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, the red breeds were, were um, up until this time, uh, we, we didn't have genomics for reds uh, because the reds have got a, a smaller population base uh, and you know, it was more challenging to, to get genomics working for reds. We have now got that working um, successfully for red breeds. And when we talk about red breeds, we're talking about the Australian red breed, um, so Aussie reds, uh, Ayrshire and Illawarra. And uh, we're now able to offer genomics for across those red breeds. Previously, uh, we actually ranked them all together, um, but recently we've been able to express each of them back on their own breed basis. So you can compare an Ayrshire to an Ayrshire and an Illawarra to an Illawarra, which has been... Um, a fantastic move forward for the Reds. Fantastic. That does sound like it's going to assist quite a lot of Australian farmers. So, Peter, traditionally, heifers that were sired by different breeds appeared on different lists, and this made it hard to use genomics for mixed and crossbred herds. What is the new herd ranking tool that's going to be launched soon, and how is this going to enable genomics to be used in these kind of herds? Yes, absolutely right. We, we um, Genomics, actually, we... We do assess them within breeds, um, so Holstein, uh, within Holstein. Uh, and the difficulty was it was okay if you had a single breed within your herd. Um, we could have the results come out and you could rank your top to bottom and, and, and get some great feedback there from the results. The challenge was, as you mentioned, Jane, for the people that have got mixed breeds, so they might have Holstein and Jersey, or for the people that have got reds, or the people that have got crossbreds, um, the challenge was that the numbers, you couldn't take across breeds. But we've now developed a multi-breed index that allows you to compare across all the breeds in your herd. So if you've got Holstein, if you've got Jersey, if you've got crossbreds of both or reds, um, we can now provide an index from April, so April 2023, provide an index that allows you to sort the, the top heifers in your herd, uh, the bottom, uh, and you can do that across breeds. So um, it'll be a great, it, it's a great um, 
tool in terms of those breeders, particularly the crossbreeders that want to get an accurate top to bottom ranking. Fantastic. Thanks very much for that. Now, another thing I hear people using genomics quite a lot for is parentage validation. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, the the challenge of getting the right parents, um, like who is your daddy, uh, has has been a continual challenge for many many years in genetic evaluation. Uh, and what I say by parentage val- validation, every animal's got a, a sire and every animal's got a dam, and you get um, half your genes roughly from your sire, um, half from your dam. Well, cows get half from their dam. Um, Previously, we've just accepted that if, if somebody nominated, a farmer nominated that an animal was by a particular bull out of a particular cow, we just accepted that was it. But we can now look in, inside the genes. So look at the package, Jane. We can now look and see uh, entire strands. So we can see um, strands of DNA that have come from their sire uh, and strands of DNA that have come from the dam. And that's very accurate. So we can actually look at a, a gene profile uh, and we can confirm if, if a farmer says that it's by a particular bull, we can actually look into that gene profile and see that sire represented in the animal or the progeny's profile as we can the dam and the maternal grandsire. So it's a fantastic tool. Um, Let's face it, Jane, in a lot of herds, be it big or small, um, getting accurate identification is a challenge. Um, We're using semen on sync programs where multiple cows are mated at once. Or, as you all know, Jane, multiple calvings. So you get calving pads where cows will mother up each other's calves. Um, With genomics, when the calf is assessed, we can actually accurately um, work out which is the sire, which is the dam. Um, and it's, it's yeah, it, it's a great tool and still a lot of people at genomic test, it is the greatest um, positive that they get from that test is to be able to accurately determine who the sire and the dam was. And how often do we get it wrong, do you think, Peter? Well, it actually happens more than people think and it's, it's not through neglect. Um, we we did a study early on with what we call our GINFO, our genetic information herds, which were our selected for their data accuracy. So we, we went through and selected uh, 200 herds Australia-wide um, that had excellent records, um, outstanding records over many years. When we did the parentage checking through there, we found that just over 8% of the animals so were wrong. So eight out of 100 weren't what they should have been. And we're able to correct that. So we were able to go back, actually look at the animals that didn't match, and then go back and suggest the sire that it should have been by looking at the genotype. But it ranges from 8%. um, Very few people have zero. But look, the average is probably 15 to 20% incorrect parents. Well, that's a lot higher than I think probably most people would expect. Um, And what are the implications for getting the wrong parentage? What can that mean? The wrong parentage is basically, it it just sets up a wrong history for the animal. So um, when you're talking about mating that animal to the future, um, you're talking about avoiding close bred relatives. So, um, you know, bulls or 
that are similarly um, related. So you've actually made an error and a mistake, uh, unbeknownst. And so what this does is correct that. But it also gives you um, a fantastic tool from the point of view that uh, uh, it really sets up who the animal is accurately. Uh, and, you know, particularly daughters of cows, uh, it'll determine which which calf the cow or the um, the which cow had the calf. So it's uh, it's a great tool, and a lot of people still uh, that's the number one thing that they genomic test for is that to get that accurate parentage. And going to the future, Jane, um, things like uh, inbreeding, as I've mentioned, but also the avoidance of certain genetic um, defects or haplotypes. Uh, it, it helps you get an accurate profile on the animal. Um, and it's all possible through um, genomic testing. Fantastic. Thanks, Peter. Now, every time we talk about the future, we sort of talk about environment. And I noticed with interest last year that a sustainability index was launched um, by Data Gene. Can you tell us a bit more how you can breed for greener cows? Yes, like like all industries, the dairy industry um, is is going to be challenged um, because we we do have cows uh, and bovines um, do emit uh, methane, so uh, that's something that um, we're looking to, I guess, minimise. What the sustainability index does uh, is is look at cows that actually are very efficient at producing uh, solids, so fat and protein. Uh, for minimal methane output. So what we're looking to do is maximise the the yield, fat and protein uh, for minimum methane. So um, we'll, we'll reward the sustainability index, rewards those animals that are more efficient at actually producing their fat and protein and milk uh, for not as much methane output. So it, it's, it's an efficiency index. Uh, and it's a great tool for those people that want to minimise uh, or, you know, make more efficient their their production of methane going forward. Thanks, Peter. The Sustainability Index sounds like a great new tool. Um, it can obviously be used to lower the, the herd emissions, um, but what other business drivers or, or benefits um, might it be able to provide to the farmer if you've got no sustainability index for his herd? Yes, so those the sustainability index we we introduced last year, so in two thousand and twenty two, and it was uh, uh, it was directed toward um, increasing the efficiency of so cows produce milk, fat, and protein, uh, and what the sustainability index does uh, is for milk, fat, and protein improves the efficiency. So in other words, those cows produce less greenhouse gas per kilo of milk solids. So uh, it's a great tool for those farmers that want to add that to their toolbox. Uh, Of course, it's not going to be the only tool that they'll use uh, in their farming, but it's it's a fantastic tool for people that want to to look at increasing efficiency and minimising the greenhouse gas, the, the methane emissions going forward. Great, that definitely sounds like some greener cows. A greener cows. So, so, Peter, we've talked about, I think, three or four different new innovations in, in heifer genomics, but how do you go about it? How do you actually find out this information? How, how do you do, how do you start heifer genomics for your herd? 
Well, it's it's probably the question that most people that haven't done genomics, uh, it pops up. How do I do it? What is the cost? Um, how simple is it? Um, the answer is it's really simple to do. So uh, uh, we, we have companies um, called genomic service providers, uh, and we can provide you with a list of those. Uh, they're the organisations that come out and, um, or the companies that help you come out. And what they do is just take a DNA sample. So um, previously it was a, a tail hair. So hair follicles on, on a tail, so a simple sample. But now more so they've moved to tissue, which is a little ear notch. So a tiny little punch from the ear gets um, some tissue. That's analysed uh, and that's how we, we get the genotype. It's really simple. It's like tagging a calf, uh, putting an NLIS tag in. It's, it's really simple process. Uh, the cost. Jane is is very it's fifty dollars per calf for for the standard test, uh, and you get results back on over fifty different traits, and you can add things to that. So it's very cost effective. It's exactly the same test that the bull companies use to analyse uh, or determine which bulls they'll take, uh, but it's very simple to do, uh, very easy and. Farmers, once they've seen how it's done, generally sample their own calves. But there are videos you can look at on the Dairy Australia uh, uh, website. Um, shows you exactly how simple that process is. Fantastic. Thank you. And obviously this creates a lot of data. How do farmers then go about using this data and deciding which animals to breed? Is there a simple way to go about that? Yes, there is, it, and it, it does create, for every animal, we uh, we generate 50 different traits. So there's 42 different traits and eight indices. Um, but again, we, we can keep it really simple. The results you'll get back um, come back in about eight weeks, so eight to ten weeks from sampling. You, you'll get the results back. Uh, it can come back two different ways, one through the people, your genomic service provider will actually send you the results back directly. But we also have a great tool called DataVat. Uh, and that's a, a login site that we can set up a login for you. Uh, and you can see your results on the website through a login. Uh, and we update those, Jane, every week. So every week we have uh, a new assessment that we post to DataVat. But we have the fact is it, it should be simple. Farmers tend to focus on, on things important to them in their breeding program. So we can direct you toward um, certain traits. So it could be things like the sustainability index or the balance performance index or health weighted or farmers look at individual traits. So they might have a, a particular focus on fertility, so cow fertility or mastitis resistance. But we, we can make it very simple for farmers to select heifers on, on those uh, different traits. Fantastic. Thanks, Peter. So obviously what we've talked about today really only touches the surface of a, a very complex area. Um, if farmers are thinking about genomic testing or would like to find out more, one way to do it is to get in contact with your local Dairy Australian Regional Extension Officer and have a chat about the various workshops and resources that are available to help upskill in this area. We also are going to put more information in the episode notes for this podcast. 
So, Peter, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Terrific. Thanks, Jane. It's it's great. And for those people that haven't done genomics, um, it's really simple, uh, really cost effective, and uh, uh, it's a great way forward to, to make sure that the heifers that you're keeping going forward, or even your herd bulls, um, testing those just to make sure that they're the ones that you really want to keep. Thanks again, Peter. We'll have to catch up again soon because I'm sure this is an area that's going to keep evolving rapidly. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to find out more about how Heifer Genomics and the latest data and tools can help you within your farm business, please visit www.dairyaustralia.com.au and search for Cow and Heifer Genomics. We've also placed links to the topics covered in this discussion in the episode notes. If you have any questions about this podcast or have suggestions for future episodes, please get in touch with us by emailing dairypod at dairyaustralia.com.au. Thanks very much for listening, and until next time, bye for now.